0: have landed at the Glass Elevator podcast. Thanks for joining. Now, you may have just stumbled upon us on a Sunday afternoon, or you may have come straight from Instagram. Either way, we love the fact you have found us. Hopefully, you'll tune in every week to listen to us, which would be awesome. We are two open and honest sisters discussing normal life with a direct focus on human behaviours and mental health struggles. Hayley and I have a discussion each week on a new topic that we have direct personal experience with. So, expect frank, researched and positive talk. Now, let's not forget, we are sisters, and this comes with a natural and normal chit chat. And we do class ourselves as quite funny, although we had no offers to do stand up just yet. We are chalk and cheese, but come together in a way that seems to work and that you love. If you want to get in touch, head over to our Instagram, The Glass Elevator, or email us at Elevator at ProtonMail.com. Right, better let you get on with all that listening.
1: Hey, it's Hayley here. Before you get on and listen to the next episode, why don't you leave us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast? It really helps and it shows that you're enjoying it as well, and we can carry on creating more great content. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Glass Elevator. This week we are talking about health anxiety. Have you heard of it? Well, it's coming up next.
0: Welcome to episode <laughs> 18. How are you Hayley?
1: Uh, good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. The weather is absolutely rubbish, but it is.
0: it's I good. I noticed that when I was looking at my iPhone on the weekend, actually, it was nice and sunny. And then I was just thought, oh, I'd have a little look at next week and it was all rain. And then you go, oh, and then it actually happens. So then you then it's it that's even like a double you know, when you look at the iPhone thing and you think, is it going to really rain or is it going to change? It's only be sunny. Yeah,
1: it's just miserable. It makes everything so dark and gloomy. And then I have to put lots of lights on in the house to kind of lift oh, up- yeah, the I mood. Know. Do
0: you know what I mean? Because otherwise I just feel like it's a bit. Also, and it's just the extra layers and extra stuff that you have to take in order to be able to not be wet. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so this week, Hayley, Hayley, Bailey, Bailey, what are we talking about? <laughs>
1: Right, well, kind of carrying on with our anxiety things. This is only a short one, Um, but it's health anxiety. Right. Um, Have you heard of this?
0: No, I've just heard of health and I've heard of anxiety. I haven't put them together, so go for it.
1: Right. Well, we've spoken about so many different anxieties and some of them are so different. Like when someone says, oh, I have anxiety, it could fall into any of the categories that we've um, mentioned before. So this one is a health anxiety. So it can be called hypochondria. So people might, you might have probably heard of that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. So we go, oh, they're so... You know, they've got hypochondria. Oh, they're all com- always complaining. And I remember using that years ago, you know, or whatever. So I don't know whether they still use it now, but um that might be easier for you to kind yeah, of
0: really go right. It does, it does. So
1: um, so it's basically worrying about you are ill or you're getting ill, um, and it starts to take over your life. So it can be, you know, you're starting to get a little ache or pain. And suddenly you're worrying about, right, what's that leading to? And before you know it, you go from one to 100 and you're, you've got cancer or you've got a tumour or something and then you Google and then... But it's, it's that and more. So people with right. health anxiety will usually spend more time at the doctor. So it's not just, you know, you get people like, oh, I'm a bit worried about that. Like oh, I can be a bit like that. Yeah. I can worry and then I think... Oh right.
0: It only takes me one person to go, have you gone on Google and done something crazy? And then I'm like, Well, I've I've asked, I've looked around and they go, Maybe don't do that and just give it a week, and then I'll go, fair enough. And then I'll just listen to that advice and then we move. Yeah. So it's it's that
1: point where I kind of get a little bit worried and then as soon as I I let it out to someone, like, yeah, I think I've had headaches, I think I've got a (laughs) tumour. And then and then like, oh right, okay. Do you? Uh, and like you say, then as soon as I say it out loud, I think, oh, that does sound a bit over the top. Yeah. Considering I don't, especially pack. when there's people with tumours. Well, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, that but that you happens. kind of you you just think, oh, right, I've gone to that that state straight away, and you worry about it. But when you've got severe health anxiety, it doesn't just stop at talking to people. You you constantly need that reassurance from people, and even if the others say don't be silly don't worry don't it still doesn't go yeah. you then would go to the doctor you would then be constantly oh i need to you would go to the doctor more often than normal with things your doctor may comment um you're here you know you might start to feel a bit embarrassed um, or or being aware actually am i going to the doctor a bit too much um and sometimes if those feelings are happening maybe check in what's you know what are the people around you saying Um, I know one or two people with health anxiety who have been kind of diagnosed and it is actually, it does have quite an impact because um, this particular part, especially when it came to, well, it was interesting because when it came to the uh, COVID, I had some people that were like, actually, my health anxiety has gone down because I feel like we're all in the same boat, like we all have a chance. And then there was a particular person that was like, I'm so I don't have control out of other. So it's not just about you. It can be other people getting ill and getting hurt. So they have this worry with everybody else. Um, So we'll kind of go. I'll just go over some of those symptoms. So you're checking your body for signs of illness such as lumps or pains. Um, You're asking for reassurance that you're okay. So this it doesn't just pacify it when someone goes, don't worry about it um you kind of need to keep going oh okay it pacifies it for a little bit but then it doesn't completely solve it yeah um looking up on the um internet um and we know that with the google doctor yep um also uh interesting it when you have it you can give yourself anxiety because you're worrying. And the problem with anxiety is it has physical symptoms, which is um, your headaches, your racing heart, um, and and, and the sweating, the nausea. So what that does to someone with health anxiety is it then go, it kind of feeds into that of, oh wow, I actually am ill. I've got Mm. something. That creates more anxiety and the physical symptoms get worse. So sometimes that can be a bit of a cycle that you can get into um also worrying that if you do go to the doctor that you either weren't completely did you did you tell them everything or have they missed something have they got all the information so even when you come out the doctors still feeling sometimes not 100 satisfied because you were thinking did i did i tell everything did i mention that
0: did they know are they if i told them that would they have linked that and then i would have i definitely would have this diagnosis did i dumb it down a little bit do they know how serious
1: you know it's so it can really take over your life and it can actually um and i have seen people um and i'm thinking of a particular person where it can be quite debilitating you know when it comes to going out and doing events and worrying about other people um I've got some possible causes here. Again, it's a strange one because it doesn't have like, right. If you suffered that, you did that. If you had trauma in your childhood, this will happen. Mm. Um, but it can be a process they've got here. Um, so a poor understanding of your body sensations. So sometimes not being, and we've mentioned this in other podcasts as well, being aware of your body. What's, what's right for you. What's normal for you. Um, if you're not 100% sure of your body sensations, that can lead you down a road of you think other things are wrong. Yeah. So maybe being body aware. Um, and sometimes when you feel something, it then confirms that you have it. So you might be like, oh, do I, oh, I feel a bit sick? Oh, yeah, I've got a pain there. Right, yes. And you almost create
0: there. some of the feelings, don't you? You create that, and then that, and then that or... kind
1: of um, creates evidence, which then you go, well, I did actually have a pain there that actually did happen yeah um so that can be there um also that you've had family members so you've either watched family members that have had this as well so they're overly worried about their health and go over the top we so know this... who that is don't we in our family <laughs> yeah. so it, again it can it can be that you've witnessed that when you're older and um, that you've actually seen someone that's been really worried um, and also, maybe that you've helped someone with an illness. Maybe you've been around someone who has an illness, and so now you get you've got
0: yourself a fear where that could happen to you. Um, but also, so things. I mean, I know that. I mean, this is letting something you know out for me. But I know that when I was younger, um, I really struggled with a lot of lot of um, you know rejection issues and concerns. You know, feeling loved and all that kind of stuff. And in some cases, I would feel that I would want to be really, 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 really ill so that people could love me, so that I could be in hospital. And so that I would be so ill that people would then realise just how, you know, how much they love me. And so that they go, oh, I really wish that I looked at her homework, or I really, really wish that I hugged her when she needed me. Or I really wish, because look at her now, she's really... She's really oh, she's on death. Oh, door. we've kind of missed that chance yeah. to do
1: something. And so right. I felt like I
0: needed to be so ill for somebody to love me. Um, well, but not like, necessarily love you, but to show that they love you. Yeah, to show. Yeah, to show. So, so, but at the same time, my personality is that I'm also a get up and goer. So those mm. feelings for me didn't last particularly like as in long. Like I would feel feel them and I'd want them in some like snippets. But they wouldn't be ongoing as in, you know, must plan this or must continue with this, must go to the doctors for these things, must do this. It was a feeling of God, you know, sometimes I just feel like I just need to be really, you know, really, really ill. Yeah. And then like, yeah, so I think um, and then I say, look, in some family members, you sort of think maybe that's a similar feeling of what what they might be thinking that if I was really ill, then maybe everyone would. I need to be this for people to show that they care. You know, there's like lots of...
1: um, Yeah, there is there is where I think there is that. And, you know, you've recognised that. Um, But there's also people that are actually, you know, there's a part of it that is, they really do believe that something... Okay. So the difference is what I see with your um, situation is that you were kind of looking at it as if I was ill, people would be by my bedside and it would encourage people to really have a, um, get in connection with their feelings and say, wow, this is how I really feel about Claire. Like it's really sparked something in there. Yeah. So that illness isn't coming from you. Yeah. That you wanted to create an illness to, um, Uh, create something in others to encourage something in others yeah where when you've got pure uh health anxiety it's coming from you where you're actually like it's similar to um you know your social anxiety or when we were saying uh when, when you get that feeling you can't help those thoughts in your head it is exactly the same So with health anxiety you are like you're not necessarily thinking i want people want people's attention you might want people's reassurance but you actually right. don't want to die. You don't act, want to right, be in those okay.
0: situations.
1: So you're constantly... But it's interesting yeah. that, you know, you... But there it. is a
0: difference because obviously if someone says yes. that and then they might go, oh, yeah, I felt like a bit like that. I have a bit of hypochondriac. you know. But actually, like you say, is that people which are struggling with actual health anxiety as a simple form that it is... Mm. That it is, that they don't necessarily want to die, but they continually are in this constant state of belief that their body is um, faulty in some sort of way. Yeah. And um, they need to just keep finding, need to keep looking for it. Like, because they need to keep show, looking it for it will. But there's
1: also a fear. So there's a thin line. What I, this is what I've done in my kind of observation, if you like, or in my contact. They, they want to know, go so far to know that they want to catch anything. They want to know if something's wrong. But actually, they don't want to know that something's wrong. There's a real fine line with the fear, like, oh, I want to, I need to go to the doctor to see if something's wrong. But actually, if there was a test, like say with the COVID, I don't know whether I want to take it because I don't want to be told that I have it. Right. So there's a, <laughs> yeah, it, it could be. It, so there's a real fear there. There's a real fear of actually getting ill. So you want to prevent yourself from getting ill. You're trying to go to the doctors to find out, to prevent yourself from getting ill. But actually the truth is you don't want to find out you're ill because you're so scared of getting ill.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I I'm hoping it. it makes sense to me. I hope I'm. Explaining. Yeah, but I think I think it's good that that I mentioned that piece because for me, people mm. could just sideline off onto that and think, well, yeah, I guess that isn't that just that isn't that just someone wanting attention? But actually, what you're saying is it's not actually necessarily okay. them wanting attention. They are actually in an absolute belief that yeah there is something wrong, and that well, and that every single element or feeling they're getting has um, a reason and it ha- is healthy related. And yeah, exactly. It's
1: like when we were talking about the obsessive compulsive disorder. We don't, they can't help the thoughts. And when you have health anxiety, you still have those intrusive thoughts. It's not, oh, I'm trying to do this for attention. They are living with those thoughts as well. And that can be so exhausting as much as any other anxiety. Their anxieties. So when someone has health anxiety, again, when people have this umbrella of, oh, I have anxiety. Sometimes you go, well, they don't because I see them out and about. They're really, they're popular. They look great. They, they seem comfortable around people. Well, actually people have different kinds of anxieties. If you have a health anxiety, it doesn't mean that you can't get out of bed or you're worried about going to the shop. What it might mean is that actually that you're worried about getting sick or that you're worried about someone else in your family is getting ill. Yeah. Yeah. That's the connection. So just because someone isn't displaying, this is why I thought it was important to really break down their anxieties. Because some people can look at the umbrella anxiety and go, and I've seen it. I've seen it that you know when people judge others. No, they don't have anxiety. I saw them smile yesterday. They were having a really good time. They don't have
0: it. it a <laughs> bit like depression.
1: No, I saw them. Saw them the other day. They, they look were fine. having some. Yeah, they were fine. Yeah. And and how many people do that? They don't have anxiety. that look. They're at a concert. They don't have anxiety. Look at them. Lying, yeah. you know, where people have so many different things. I go to concerts, doesn't mean you just because I'm smiling at the camera, it doesn't mean inside I'm going, Oh my god, I can't believe I'm here. You know, I still have those thoughts, but I challenge them, yeah. And, I, and other people still have, you know, people might go to concerts, but they might have health anxiety where they think they're gonna get, um, like with the COVID, they might get COVID on the way, but they still want to go to that concert, so it's still an exhausting time, yeah. so less judgment on the anxieties but again I can see it's difficult when it's used as just an umbrella yeah it's more difficult for people to understand that's why I thought it's important to break them down so people can realize that there are different anxieties and just because one person is doing one thing it doesn't mean that they're less anxious or they suffer less than somebody else if one is having their own battles
0: that they are battling yeah no I think that's a good I think it's a I think it's important because obviously, like you say, it could easily spiral from something else, but it should just equally be um, given its own little spotlight, which is that, you know, but again, I think saying things like that is so key. So many people are expecting people that to have anxiety, depression, to be sitting in a padded room or in a box and, you know, or, you know, what you left the house, you can't be that sad, or you can't be there, you know, there's certain people every single day are, are, challenging themselves in terms of their own mental health issues the fact of mm. the matter is I think that we should sort of sit there and think most of the time of 80 to 90 percent we're actually all the same and it's just the 10 percent that we're different rather than suggesting that you know oh we're 10 percent the same 90 percent different we're actually all the same we're all feeling you know the, mm. these these feelings we're all have you know difficulties and milestones in our lives that we have to overcome and sometimes we do them at different times but generally the, the whole basis of it from walking all the way to growing up and walking to school by yourself and whatever else all of these milestones that we end up doing um getting a job first job you know first relationships first sexual partner all of these things we've all encountered this Um, So we're all about 90%, 80, 90% the same. It's the temperature that makes us different. And actually, if people were a little bit more um, forgiving and going, hey, that person's just like me, but they just have extra thoughts about that, um, you know, and and things like that, that's a nicer way to put it rather than um, just assume that someone should show that they're very sad and upset about stuff or, um, you know, either way, the other way around, you know. um, Yes, it's like we...
1: You know, sometimes you can feel that because you're saying you suffer from something that some, you know, other people may expect you to be like, well, we need to see it. We need to see it like we shouldn't feel like we have to justify our anxieties or any mental health issue that we have. You know, why do we have to if we are if we have said we're suffering from depression, what that means, we can't laugh at a joke. It means that we can't do certain things. I think you can be so aware because other people can be so judgmental. Well, you've said you've got depression. That means you can't laugh anymore. That's it. And if as soon as you do, you're cured. Um, I think we should just, like you said, be forgiving that these anxieties and mental health um, issues display themselves in different ways for yeah. different people.
0: It's like eating chocolate, you know? I mean, you eat chocolate and it feels really great for that second then you forget about all the other Mm. treats or whatever else that you have and you think this is really awesome and then afterwards you depending on your personality you might feel great for eating that chocolate or in a particular day next week you might feel that you ate that chocolate and actually don't feel very happy about the fact you've eaten that chocolate because it could yeah so there's lots of um it's really simple form but I mean ultimately it's you can't decide what people are feeling at any particular time about any particular thing and you really never know when something is going to be highlighted for them and become a chronic, uh, ongoing emptiness that they feel in order to be able to deal with certain things in their life and health anxiety. As you said, pointed out, is somebody um, maybe there's elements of control that they're you know pushing out there that they're ultimately this is something they're fully control of. They know that they have something wrong, or they know that, they, that these are the things that they're feeling. Um, I'm not really sure how, how would you bring someone down or how would somebody start managing those feelings if they were recognising them?
1: In themselves? my experience, it's actually quite difficult um, because you want to offer the reassurance. But again, how I spoke when I was um, uh, with someone that had OCD, um, you try and stay, you don't want to indulge, I feel is the wrong word, but you don't want to feel like you're feeding it. Mm, exactly. um, so you kind of try and stay factual. But I always encourage and I did in this particular case, to seek therapy to seek help. Because the problem is, if you're always just looking for that reassurance, you're not getting to the underlying issues, you're not getting to the source, you can cut it's like putting a plaster on something all the time, if you're going to someone, and they're always offering you that reassurance, you're not dealing, you're not dealing with the actual main issue or you're not finding um your own ways of managing it and I'm not saying you'll be cured but there are different like some people do the CBT and they find that very helpful um but I would always say go to your GP it's explain how serious it is and how it's impacting your life and try and seek therapy. And also therapy, acknowledge to yourself yeah.
0: whether you want the feeling or not. Like, I think, because some people, can, I actually don't mind feeling like this, I'm all totally fine. Whereas some people are actually can acknowledge it enough to turn around and go, actually, I know this is an issue and I don't want this feeling anymore. That's quite a big thing to say, maybe say to yourself as well. If it's consumed, if you feel like yeah. you're being consumed by it. And I think that is a
1: good word because you do feel like that. You've, your whole day can be consumed, doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're in a, kind of an episode, it's all of your thinking, you feel very consumed by it. Um, so always seek help, Help. Um, go to your GP. Um, again, don't, when it comes to therapy, I'm not going to, um, I'm, I'm not naive enough to go or tell you um, that actually your first therapist, that'll be it, fantastic you will be filled. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen and that there's been a few people that have gone to therapy and the fit has not worked straight away. So what I will say is do not give up. There is someone out there. Sometimes you might be given therapy and you think I'm just not clicking with this person. Now that is not how therapy works. You have to click. The relationship is really important with your therapist. So it's a bit like trying on a pair of jeans. You don't try on a pair of jeans and go, right, they don't fit me. That's it. I'm never going to wear jeans again now. Yeah. There's different jeans. There's different styles if we're yeah. comparing it to jeans, seems like quite a good analogy now. Um, yeah, exactly. Different, if, shops, you, different yeah, sizes. And it's the, same, it's the same with therapy, therapy and jeans. Really, there's different styles, different cuts, different fittings for different people. One style is not going to suit someone's body shape. Like it's not going to always fit your mental health issue. You and, will and sometimes meeting, have to stop around.
0: Yeah, and meeting somebody and having a therapy session and it will working out is not a bad thing. Like it's not a bad thing because what all that does is just get you closer to what you do need. Yeah. Um, And the other thing is um, not necessarily to go to a therapist looking for the fix or the equals um, to something because a lot of the time, any struggles or issues that you're dealing with um, will be with you forever and have shaped who you are. Um, They're not going anywhere, um, but what they do is enable you to, help manage them, accept them, work with them, um, acknowledge them um, and, you know, challenge them. And that's what a therapist can help you do at the same time. But yeah. Yeah.
1: So So health
0: anxiety, there it is. If you struggle with health anxiety, um, obviously, hopefully this is maybe thought you maybe think about it a little bit more. Maybe you never really thought about it at all. And listening to some of the points that Hayley and I have just spoken about have made you think oh maybe your friend or a family member suffers with that or maybe you're borderline yourself or maybe you just need to have that conversation thank you very much for listening a great subject again and we look forward to speaking to you next week thanks for listening see you next week bye bye another great episode there haley that was really good health anxiety we've not spoken about this before not heard about it i always thought health anxiety mixing up all that kind of stuff what do you think
1: I think exactly that. It's nice to break down these anxieties. Anxiety can just be a big umbrella. So it's nice to have had the opportunity to break them down and understand that each anxiety has different needs.
0: Absolutely. Join us next week for a new subject. Thanks. See you later. Bye. See ya. Bye. Oh, and just one last thing. What we really do need is your help. And I don't normally like to ask for help, but this time we really do need it. If you pop along to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review, this really helps our podcast get seen. And it means that everyone else and other people can learn and hear it too. If you're able to do that, that would be awesome.